Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifiers Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. The most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... All right, so as you're approaching the Orin 2, do you do any scans? Do you look for kind of any obvious access points? What's the plan of approach in this case? So we know that most of the crew is either inactive or dead. No, they were all moved towards the back of the ship, if I recall. They were, they were all focused in like a specific part of the ship, I think. No, there's been nothing about that. Damn, okay. We need to board the ship to figure out what's going on. But... Uh... If there is a djinn on board, we should be ready to banish that goddamn thing. Do any of you know the creed of the faceless one by heart? Can't say that I do, actually. How about the right of the Lady of Tears? I know rituals, at least in terms of physical rituals, but not something in a way to banish a djinn. So we're going to need one of those three things. Now, I don't know the right. Of the Lady of Tears or the Creed for the Faceless One. And I sure as hell don't know how to build a Soldani vessel. So, we might need to do a bit of research before we dock here. Now, I'm piloting us in, so it's going to be up to you two to figure out what we need. May I please roll a culture check to see if I can remember anything in regards to, like, the Creed of the Faceless One or the Rite of Lady of Tears, if I've even heard of that? Yeah, give me a culture check on that. I'll give you a plus one or two because they're not like unknown things, they're just a little bit more obscure. So you said plus one? Yep. I've got a limited success with one. You've probably heard of them. You don't necessarily know them with that type of thing. I will say that kind of as you're voicing this out loud, Mr. Kimbori kind of looks at you and goes like, I know them. I can conduct the ritual if need be. Now that all the cards are on the table, I am here to kind of deal with this. Uh, Mr. Kambori, that sounds fine and well and all, but if you are to die or perish, we would also like to know them. Would you mind sharing them with us? Kind of rolls his eyes a little bit at this, but then kind of taps on his tabula and sends you some files. That's the gist of it. It's more about intent in some ways than exact wording. Thank you. When you say intent, what exactly are we supposed to focus? Because if we're all trying to make sure that we're performing these rituals I'm going to imagine that we need to be of one mind. So what's our lens, per se? And looks at you confused. He's like, to defeat the jinn. I'm not quite sure what you're asking by this. To defeat the jinn can mean, what? Kill the jinn? Wear the jinn out? Like, what do we want? Look over and I say, well, I imagine killing the damn thing before it kills us. I'm not sure you can kill a djinn, but what we want to do is we want to send that bastard back to the stars, back to his slumber, make sure that he doesn't find another ship for a good long time. So banish the djinn out of the ship. All right. That sounds a little better. 
while we're all doing that, we're going to need to get the ship operational again and turn on those afterburners and make sure that this thing does not fly straight into the eye. So I guess kind of a quick point of clarification. The um, Faceless One Creed, that is a chant. That's kind of a prayer. The Rite of the Lady of Tears is basically a um, pyromania funeral rite. Like you're burning someone to do that one. Just to clarify that one further. It's not just kind of a chant you can enact. It is a ritual involving burning something. Typically, in this case, the host. Should stand corrected. Now, I don't know if we should do the second rite, if that is what we need to do. A fire on board a ship is not a good thing. Well, neither is dying, but uh, if we have to do part two, then we got to do part two. But let's aim for part one. The problem with the fire on board a ship is it eats up oxygen real fast, and it spreads quite quick. Question, if we have exosuits, would that help with the oxygen situation? I mean, yeah, the exosuits will provide you with oxygen until they run out of oxygen, but you should have plenty of time to get off the ship in that case. Okay. Secondary concept. Does the fire need to be on the ship, or can we use the burners as our source of fire? Okay, I'm going to read this exactly as written. If the primary host is identified and burned according to the right of Lady of Tears, the gen will no longer be able to draw power from the organism and will turn to the dark between the stars. Hmm. Okay, so hypothetical, just to add on that one. If we were to capture this thing, throw him on some rope, and put him outside with the burners and set him on fire with said burner, that would work technically, right? I'm not sure that quite matches the criteria for the Lady of Tears necessarily, but an abstract kind of burn it with fire approach, yeah, that probably gets part of the way there at least. That being said, that assumes you manage to kind of hogtie, manhandle, and detain a djinn, which from a cultural standpoint, you all would know, I mean, anything's possible, but djinn are scary. Djinn are... Some of the big bads that are kind of amongst the stars, if you will. There's some of the more, maybe they exist, maybe they don't type of things. But if they do exist, they're nothing to be trifled with. So I have an idea. If we need to burn a gin and make sure that, hey, we have it kind of contained, we should either lead the host into an airlock because then afterwards we can quickly vent out any kind of air that needs like needs to go. And vent out the, the actual possessed or something with that. Looking at the schematics of of the ship, it looks like there's four airlocks that we can kind of utilize. Yeah, so and I will say on that topic, now that you're drawing close, you do see that the airlocks on the front have been obviously tampered with. Seem to be damaged in visible ways from the ship. The ones in the back seem to be in perfect working operational order, but the ones in the front, the kind of more convenient ones have definitely taken some damage from something. So, there's a bit of a problem with luring it into an airlock. Airlocks have fail-safes in case somebody's locked in them without an exosuit. Now, we could take some time to tamper with it, make sure that those fail-safes are turned off, but that'll take some time. I mean, it looks like there's some airlocks that were damaged from the asteroid field. Whether or not they're damaged physically, that they're inoperable, is one thing. Or maybe there's damage that are fail-safes. Maybe don't function anymore. That's another. I mean, we won't be able to fully understand until we actually touch down. But otherwise, I'd rather not split us up, especially if there's a gym. I feel like going from front to back on the ship might be a good sweep option. 
Well, we don't want land where those airlocks have been tampered with. If they are destroyed or have been trapped or some way, it could just blow a big hole in the side of our ship. We might want to go back to front. If we do go back to front, we can stop off on engineering and make sure to kill whatever's burning them straight for the eye. Perfect. That's that's a pretty sound mind. Well, there are two airlocks in the rear. Those are the only real two viable ones at this point. That's where we'd be docking. Okay. Looks like there's also a service central right at the back. So we could probably get a diagnostic of the ship at least, see whether or not, like, where the corpses are. While it does look like a pretty big ship, it's pretty narrow in terms of where any kind of life could be. Well, now here's the thing. I'm not too sure, but... That spinal area of the ship looks like that it's probably exposed to vacuum. So really, it looks like there are three parts in this ship that are they've got air in. Oh God! Let me double check. I mean, I could be wrong, but actually, I can't really tell from this photo. Yeah. So the ship is one continuous thing. Like you can travel from the stern to the bow, all inside of it. I guess the way of thinking of it. But you're not wrong. The spine is dramatically smaller and thinner. And the rest of the ship, like, again, you've got the bow, you've got the stern, and then see that kind of beige thing across the top, that, like, crane-looking thing on it? Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. You have the spine of the ship, which on kind of a top view, it is very much, it's smaller. It's designed to be an ice hauler. Its, it's main purpose is to haul giant chunks of ice through space. It's not super great. Yeah, you, you are correct in your understanding that the stern and the bow are the most kind of roomy and populated areas, but it is possible to traverse from the stern to the bow safely, and there is in the middle the machine shop to kind of act as a midway point between the two, but you never have to spacewalk to get from the stern to the bow. You might choose to, for whatever reason, there's not necessarily a need to put yourself back out in the vacuum to get from point A to point B. That makes this easier. Well, whatever the case, I think that we should land and do this quickly. If I recall, we only have about two hours until this thing goes nose deep into the eye. That's going to be absolute fun well at least we're attaching ourselves to the back we can probably get to those engines asap and give us a little bit more time with that yeah now if we can cut the engines i might be able to give a little bit of thrust from saffron here and slow it down a bit but there is a good chance that the tension put on the middle from the burn on bottom of the the left or the right could just snap this thing in two i'm not gonna lie completely cutting the engines makes me feel a little uncomfortable we are a large narrow giant floating fortress basically or giant floating target in the middle of a asteroid field i'd rather you be able to at least just kind of maybe navigate it a touch well here's the thing if we end up in the eye i will pilot this thing but we are going to die it'll be a lot of fun before we die but we will die especially in this ice hauler here it is far too long and laden with cargo for me to really make any evasive maneuvers now, the Saffron might be a different story. Saffron's special. Well, that's why you're hired. All right, Captain, what's your opinion? Well, in a way, the civil situation is pretty fucked, for the lack of a better phrase or word, so... Mm, I don't know. If we're going to get started, we should just get started now. Let's take all our precautions that we need to take, because... Yeah. All right, so the plan is to try and dock and then figure it out from there? Yeah, I'm good with that one right now. Wait, actually, well, hold on. Jad brought up something interesting I wanted to confirm. Are we literally in the middle of an asteroid belt with this ship where it's at right now? Asteroid field, but yeah. Like you are flying through it to kind of approach it and you're at the outskirts still. 
There are some small asteroids, there are some small meteorites you're running into and kind of dodging, but nothing yet. The ship is, A, your ship is smaller, B, it's not the bad part yet is the way of thinking of it. Like, the deeper it goes in, the higher chance you both have of getting struck by something. And as was mentioned, you have about two hours before it kind of really hits the field. It's not like a wall or just kind of like a contained space. It's like an ocean of asteroids in space. It's got kind of a nebulous volume to it, but the closer you kind of get to the core of it, the more and more dense it becomes and therefore more dangerous. Does that answer your question? Yeah. And how close is this ship to that, like that core of that, I guess the asteroid ocean you're speaking of. You're about two hours from it becoming a real problem. You have the chance of getting hit by small rocks, maybe some larger rocks at this range. The orange bigger. So it's probably getting hit with a couple more things, but nothing kind of damaging it yet. You've definitely encountered rocks so far, but nothing that's like an automatic cataclysmic event, but also it's space, one rock in the wrong spot, and it's a very big problem, regardless of size. Would I use any kind of tech ability to calculate if there's any, like, immediate threat to where we are in terms of asteroids? Like, because obviously we haven't, we have enough tech to kind of map out where we are, because we're able to navigate. So is there any way I can use some of that tech to perhaps kind of get a rough mapping of like the asteroids and then how much particular danger we're we're in like the path of something coming towards us kind of thing i mean you could do some predictive models potentially like that's definitely a thing you could do what are you trying to actually do though it's just trying to like figure out exactly how much time you have left before it goes from dangerous to really dangerous basically between now and the two hours that we have is there anything that we're potentially in the path of that could cut that time a lot shorter like let's say Two hours is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, it's you have two hours before you start hitting the spot in the field where it goes from small rocks and slight chance of something bad happening to larger rocks, much higher chance of something happening, I guess. For the sake of kind of this positioning, think of it kind of like almost like a, a glacier field. On the very outskirts of it, you have some small stuff that most ships can get through pretty easily. But the closer and closer you get to kind of the main center mass, because of gravity and ice and just time hasn't drifted apart in the same way, it's much more dangerous. You are dodging rocks at this moment. They're small and if one or two hits your ship, you've even been hit by a couple of rocks so far. It hasn't done any real damage to the ship. It's just kind of hazardous. Not a problem yet, but still hazard because space is dangerous. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I guess to kind of to reframe the two hours, you have two hours to safely interact with the Orin 2 before it goes from hey, this is dangerous to this is an incredibly bad idea. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. So I guess I'm just going to kind of signal to the team and say, well, let's just get over there and let's just get started. We've got a short time span. So let's not waste any time, shall we? Do you wish, Captain, everybody strapped down into your craft characters because we're going to hard burn and line up with this big old ice hauler and get on in there? I casually walk over to the captain's seat and strap in. As Ruth straps in. She kind of just yells out to Kambori. Hey, Kambori, are you armed? Shakespeare's says, like, no, we've been, we've been over this. I have not, aside for what you gave me, I've not picked up anything. <sighs> Anyone got a spare gun? I think you're all a little bit overreacting on this one. Those three of you will get in, we'll deal with the situation, and we'll leave. It'll be fine. There's three of us, and then there's you, who's just dead weight, other than knowing how to do these little itty-bitty rituals and whatnot, versus a jit. A gin that's free uh, on this other ship. Just, you know what? Make sure that you just don't get in our way if we're trying to save your ass. 
as shrugs at this. Fine. Agreed. I'll stay out of your way if you can just get this done. All right. Hard burn. All right. So you're approaching the ship trying to dock with the stern airlocks? Yes. Do a piloting check to see how well you get there. I'm going to pray to the icons. I have a limited success of one. That's enough. That's more than enough. Okay. One success means you get it done. Like limited success doesn't mean like that's anything bad happens. It just means kind of it's maybe not as perfect as it could be. Like you only need one success ever to succeed at most things in this game. It takes a little bit of time. It's a slow approach given the asteroids and just kind of the general nature of trying to dock next to a ship that's no transponder, no contact, no nothing. Normally in the situation, the two ships would work together. But yeah, it takes a little bit of time. You slowly kind of manage to get attached to the one of the stern airlocks. You on board at this point or what do you do? I'll set on board. I'm going to strap on my uh, exosuit and grab my gun and head on over. All right. So the airlocks are locked. So it's going to take a little bit of effort to get through them. Give me a data gen to kind of hack through. Or technology if you want to kind of manually rip it open. Can I? Am I the one doing it or is this? You can. Okay, I'll do it then. I will assist. All right. So is that a, I had a plus one to mine? Yep. Uh, that is a limited success. All right. Yeah, so it takes a few minutes, but eventually the doors kind of pop open and out floats a body. You recognize this person from the crew manifest you were given as Engineer Rebelor. Well, that is unfortunate. I wanted to see if I could check out the body. Is there any kind of obvious signs of, like, trauma or injury? Is, like, can I us out, or can I see why uh, they're dead from it? All right. So, the engineer was killed by one very thin, very precise stab wound that went through their kind of suit into them. So there is a small hole in Robobor's exosuit, it looks like. What the hell causes something like this? I mean, a knife or a sword would. Oh, okay. When you said thin, I thought needle thin for whatever reason. Like, fucking supernatural scorpion bullshit. Okay. So there's someone who got stabbed. Someone's armed. Or at least some sort of rabble happened. Shit. I am pulling out my Vulcan Cricket just to have it at the ready. And I kind of want to see if I can I advance forward and kind of scope out what's ahead of us. An airlock's ahead of you, I guess. Like the airlock's not open on the other side; it's sealed. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Is there a porthole in that airlock? Yeah. I see inside. Cool, cool, cool. Can I look through it? Sure, but I also, as you step into the space, you do kind of bump a small floating object that was in the airlock previously, and you'd assume it to be um, the engineer's tableau. I grab hold of the tableau, and hey, Cap, I'm a scooch this on over towards you and i just kind of float the tableau to evan and i'll grab the tableau and take a look at it all right so it doesn't take much effort to get into it and you see this kakin wen's log 66111-1600 finally on our way from mercut i have never liked that rusty excuse for a station loading took longer than expected but we are now heading for Coriolis with a full load of ice. May the icons bless our journey. 66,112-2300 The captain and Renner prepared a proper feast in the Mester day to celebrate the trip home. Or rather, Mira slaved in the kitchen and the captain and Renner sat around telling the same old anecdotes about the good old days as they always do. But it was alright. De beer and wine, flaming hot Adana and fresh greens can make you stomach just about anything.
66,113-2200. Something strange happened today. Kerb came back from a cargo inspection with a strange look on his face. He tried to wave it off, but we saw that something had him shaking in his boots. I asked him if he had found something odd, but all he said was, the captain has it under control, and that was it. 66113-0230 Woke up to screaming alarms. Atala was already in the service central looking anxiously at the cargo monitors. He muttered something about how the captain shouldn't be playing with things he can't handle. 66114-1630 I don't know what is going on anymore. Atala has locked himself in the machine halls. The captain is unrecognizable. I heard Kerb over the combs saying that Kirin and Renu are dead. I feel the ship changing course. The emergency lighting just switched on. Something terrible has happened. 66114-2330 We are lost. May the icons have mercy. Jeez Louise. Well, that is unsettling. Looks like the space madness got him. Or the djinn. I'm always saying the djinn. Look, uh, right here. The date log 66113-0230. It says Atala was already in the service central looking anxiously at the cargo monitor. So I'm going to imagine there's something a little rough in there. Well, well. Can you imagine where we're about to head off into? Oh, you mean immediately into the back of the ship and the cargo beams that lay in between the back to the front? Yeah, yes, no. that would be the case. I mean, there's also uh, the machine halls. If, are you referring to that spot? Because somebody locked themselves in the machine halls, it looks like. And uh, that might be handy if they're still alive. They can give us a better idea of what the hell's going on here. That's a very good point. We should make our way to the engineering or machine halls and see what we can do about those engines and see if this person's still alive. You know what? I don't even know if I want them alive or dead at this point in time. I want to say a small prayer for Rabblebore, just because there's just a dead body. And I don't know if there's if they've had like a had a chance, not proper funeral, but had a chance to have at least respect to their death. I get that. Yeah, no, you could totally do that. It'll take a minute or two. All right, so what's next? You've dealt with the body. You're going to enter into the ship at this point or anything that you're doing before you pop the seal? I wanted to look through the porthole. Yeah. Then check out if I can see anything inside the machine halls. Are we immediately getting into the machine halls? No, if I'm so on the this? opposite side of the porthole is the service central, the largest space on the stern. And from what you can see kind of through the little window is the mess of bulky control boards, machinery, engineer storage. It's, I don't want to call it a giant space janitor's closet, but it's kind of that industrial space. If this might be kind of auxiliary cargo, if need be, it's got lots of extra parts for the ship. Like anything you might need to repair the engines, which would be housed in the machine halls, they're in the service center. But also, that's all you can see from where you're at right now. It's kind of the general mess of the back there. You also would know that in ships like this, that the back can also technically work as some crew quarters. In a ship like this, you might divide the crews. You basically have bow crew and stern crew, and the service center could also double as some crew quarters. Gotcha, gotcha. So if anything, then, after looking through the porthole, I'm going to back up a little bit and just have my my Vulcan Creek 
trained and ready to go just in case if anything decides to pop up from the door. All right. You're opening the door. I can't. I'm not opening the door. I don't know anything about machines. I'm just the muscle. I mean, you're at the ship at this point. It's still open door button at this point. Like it's. Ah, gotcha, is gotcha. there any like, calculation stuff I have to do to get the door open? Or is this very much a brute force type event? Breaking into a ship from the outside through an air block. A little bit hard. Once you're inside the airlock, though, the ship's kind of designed to go, okay, you're here. You're probably supposed to be there. It's got to open. You're past the barrier that would stop stuff from getting in. The back door is sealed, correct? So we will accidentally jettison ourselves if yeah, we you're, you're, all kind of, you're, you're snugged up to it, yeah. You're docked. See, I'm training my gun. Ready when you guys are. I'm going to go ahead and also get armed and ready to go with my... Actually, I'll have my Durasort on me. All right. Well, let's do this and may the judge watch over us because by God, I have a feeling we're going to be shooting soon. All right, so you pop the door open? Yep. Yeah, so the door opens up. Maybe it sputters for a quick second or two just for dramatic effect, but the door opens up and it gives you access to the service central. Now you're no longer looking through just a narrow porthole into the back. You see that, yeah, this is about what you'd expect. It appears to have four crew cabins. Two appear to be occupied. There's just kind of massive people living back here. There's machinery, there's tools, there's equipment, there's chemicals, both cleaning and maintenance types. There's also two unoccupied working exoshells just kind of in storage by the door. Again, it would make sense for exterior repairs or just kind of general spacewalking. That's where they belong, for lack of a better phrase. Off to one side is the machine halls, which contain the engines and anything required to service and control them. Maybe an auxiliary sense in addition to what would be up in the bow of the ship. And on the opposite side is the rest of the ship connected to you via the ship's spine. And you do see kind of two elevator looking things that would in theory be able to transport you from where you're at to the other side of the ship, at least the central sound point on the spine. Cool. Cool. Are there any signs of life? Like, is there anything that like looks like it was recently touched or moved? I mean... You're not seeing any immediate signs of life, but yeah, people live back here. People have been back here. Also, with that little log you looked at previously, that kind of lines up with the timeline you've been given of while the stuff went down. Like, this has all happened in a relatively short period of time. Is the room pressurized? Yeah. All right, lads. Well, why don't we give a quick look around this room, see if we can't find anything useful before we check out the machine halls? Well, if anything... I want to see if we can access any kind of ventilation schematics or anything else like that. I do have a little recon probe that I can send through, and that way we can check some stuff out without actually having to danger ourselves. You're the security officer, whatever you say. Can I rummage through Service Central? You're going to spend some moments kind of just going through the space, see what you can find? Yes, please. All right. I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, so it takes a few minutes to kind of sort through everything in the room, which makes a certain amount of sense. While you're doing that, you notice the room you're in kind of gets cold, which doesn't make sense because you're wearing, you're all wearing extra armors, correct? You're all wearing kind of the pressurized suits. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel the temperature in the room drop, which doesn't make sense because you're in a sealed suit. Everyone give me an empathy roll. One limited success. I would like to pray to the icon. Okay. I failed my empathy roll and I too will pray to the icon. Jesus fucking Christ. Well... I failed, even with B. <laughs> Pray to the gods. So close. Okay, I, I have no. I have a failure. Enjoy those two darkness points. <laughs> yeah, indeed, I will. <laughs> so, so happy with so. All right, so 
Abarama, this doesn't impact you the same way. You've been in space a bunch. You know that kind of weird stuff happens. The other two, though, this kind of gets to you. This shouldn't be happening. And you take two points of stress as just kind of a sense of unease just washes across you. And kind of as it's washing, you realize the lights have gone dark. All the kind of lighting equipment has started to malfunction as this feeling kind of creeps over you. Things are blinking. And just as suddenly as it starts, it stops. Like it's all back to normal. And you're just kind of left with this this very unsettling, like, grip of cold in your soul that slowly dissipates. But yeah, take two stress points for that. That's we're taking that out of mind points. Yeah. OK. Also, geez, Delta Green Handler, way to <laughs> scooch that into this game. I didn't make this up. <laughs> That's in the rules. I mean, it's way easier to recover mind points in this game than not. Well, here's hoping. Well, it looks like there's something weird going on with the power. You all see that power flickering here? Everything go dim for a second? You all see that? You're telling me you didn't feel that? Well, of course I did. The power went down for a minute. That means that the life support went down for a second. And that means that, you know, we were exposed to the cold, harsh reality of space. I mean, I get that, but I felt it. I was cold. Well, yes, when you get cold, you tend to feel it. But I'm in an exosuit. Why would I feel the cold in an exosuit? Well, here's the thing. We came from our pressurized ship into another pressurized ship. And then for a moment, we were exposed to extreme cold. Yeah, no. Just because we moved from, like, what we're used to in our ship to a different ship with, like, the aircon being a bit too different doesn't mean that I'm going to have chills up to my spine to the point where I felt it in my soul. Well, I think you would call that fear. Ruth just narrows her eyes. Doesn't feel like fear. This is something else. Listen, I don't know what you two are on about, but we should get a move on. Agreed. As you three are kind of talking amongst us, you hear the crack of the kind of shipboard intercom system click on and turn around. The ship is doomed and at the mercy of the icons. Please return to your ship and evacuate. There's nothing for you here. Is there a comm unit nearby? Yeah. So Ruth kind of runs over to the comms unit and just kind of turns it on. Who, who is this? Are there any other surviving members of this crew? Believe me, I am your friend. There is a gen on board. No way to stop it. Return to your ship immediately and evacuate. Forget you were ever here. Leave for your own good. Who, who are you? And who are the rest of the surviving members of this crew? As far as I know, I am the only survivor. I am Chief Engineer Atla. I have barricaded myself in the machine halls. Do yourself a favor and leave. I am more than prepared to go down with the ship to guarantee the Jin does not escape. Mind if I get in there for a second, Ruth? Go ahead. Hello, Chief Engineer. This is the pilot of the Saffron. Hello. Now, you said that the gin here, you had no solution for it, eh? Correct. Now, we came aboard with the express knowledge that the gin is here, so we are ready to help you expel it from this ship. Because if this thing flies under the eye and tears apart, the gin will not be expelled. Instead, it's going to be floating through space right next to a point of civilization. Now, could you imagine if some debris were to make its way over to Coriolis Station with the gin, then... Well, there'd be a whole lot more trouble. So I believe you should help us in dealing with this problem. Send it into the eye is not the way to get rid of this thing. 
By my calculations, we are several days hard flying away from anything important. I trust the asteroids would destroy the ship and return the djinn to the void. The only logical solution to the situation is to destroy the ship. As I said, I am happy to go down this to ensure this happens. You don't have to be here. Please leave for your own good. Listen, Chief Engineer, I'd appreciate it if you would cut the engines for maybe an hour. Give us a chance to solve the situation for you, and if we don't, we will go. By my calculations, you have two hours before we hit the field. I have no intention of slowing that down. If you are still here in that time, you will join us in our fate. If not, you are free to leave whenever. Make your time as you see fit. Well, goddamn. I mean, if you do go down, y'all are heroes. Hope that we can save you, though. Well. I do not think we're going to get into the machine room with our friend there, so perhaps we should continue on down the cargo mounts, make our way to the bridge. And you can try, but... Hey, Cap, is there a way to not dislocate, but just sever any kind of command controls from the machine halls? I firmly believe that you're going to be a better computer wizard. I mean, you give me a little time, and I can definitely figure something out. Can you just make sure that this gentleman doesn't muck up our plans? I would like to point out that it's going to be very hard to take away controls from the machine hall, as that is basically the backup bridge. Well, I mean, the machine hall is also literally on the other side of this. So is there a means of being able to, I would say, unbarricading Chief Engineer Ard? Well, yes, but I imagine we'd end up in a firefight with the only living thing on board this ship. Ships are designed in a specific way so that if pirates were to board it, they wouldn't be able to just take control of the ship if they ended up in the machine hall or if they're in the bridge. You got to take both. So they make it very hard to cut off control from one, because if you do that, then they'd only need to take the bridge or the machine hall. I don't think it's impossible, but it would be very hard. Ruth starts fiddling around with a charm on her wrist. And it kind of gets a little bit more pensive. I would like to use the Traveler's Talent, which I can ask the GM about a choice I have to make in the game. It has to be a choice with only two options. The GM must then answer truthfully which of the two is the most beneficial to me, if that is at all possible test. How dare you stifle my vague questions and answers? <laughs> all right, so what do you want to ask? So with Chief Engineer Atalard, hanging out in the machine halls. Is it most beneficial for us to leave him be or if it's more beneficial for us to kind of get him out and get him kind of cooperating with us more physically? One of the constraints of my answer is a yes or no question. I just have to give you an honest answer about which one's more favorable. Truthfully, which of the two is more beneficial to us? Trying to get access to the machine halls is more beneficial than just bypassing them, I guess is the way I'll say that. Since you guys were kind of touching on this previously with the whole, there's two bridges, the machine halls connect directly to the engines, meaning they're the last spot you can control the ship from, hypothetically, if the rest of the ship gets destroyed. Like, from a pure kind of ship standpoint, I'm not saying you could 100% just, but if you lost the front half of the ship, the front two-thirds of the ship, so long as you have the machine hulls, you can probably still fly to a certain extent. Maybe not well, but the engines are literally right there. And there's also a pretty decent chance that because the machine hulls are the machine hulls, 
they could be used to disable control of the engines to the rest of the ship. Like, if the bridge is the brain of the ship, the machine halls are the nervous center and everything that connects to it. The machine hall is, despite being loud, hot, grimy, junky, the most important kind of location on the ship from a pure function standpoint, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I guess there's no guarantee that even if you make it up to the bridge, if you don't have control of the machine hall, you'll be able to control the ship even. Actually, on top of that, Abarama, give me a wits check. If technology would apply here, I am trained in technology. I'll let you try I'll let you apply um, piloting to it, actually, instead. Can I assist since there's technology involved? No, this is either a smarts thing or a piloting thing, specifically. I failed, but I'm going to pray to the icons. All right. Because I like us to suffer. And... Can I use any bonus from the last time I prayed to the gambler when we were in the... Um, yeah, I'll say you can. Absolutely, yeah. Plus one or two. Say plus two in this case. This is something that... Or for a critical success. Nice. All right. So, Abarama, you would kind of, kind of, with this insight in mind, kind of like mulling this over some more and consulting kind of the fates a little bit, you could definitely disable the bridge, all the controls from the bridge, from the machine halls. You could neuter the entire rest of the ship, and given that Atla really seems hell-bent on crashing into the asteroid field, probably what he did. You know, on second thought, that Atla fellow could have crippled the whole ship from the machine halls. I mean, to be fair, if we can take control of the machine halls, I could even remotely pilot this ship if I was given enough time. Now, it wouldn't be any fine movement or anything like that. But I've got that feeling for sure that we should be relieving Chief Engineer Art of his post. Now, I don't want to kill this man. I'm not saying kill the man. I'm just saying detain the man. Do you have weapons to do that? I've got some weapons. I've got some cutting. I've probably got some more street smarts than once are called a chief engineer, especially on a cargo ship. Let me have a crack at it. Yeah, well, if you and the captain want to try to figure out how to get in there, I can just keep talking to him to keep him distracted. Go ahead and do that. I'm going to go ahead and launch this recon probe and see what exactly this barricade looks to be like. So the doors to the machine halls are locked. Like, that's the first barrier to get past. So can I try to hack these? I mean, you absolutely can. Okay, perfect. Would I be rolling a data gen? Yep, data gen at minus two. Minus two? Yep. Huh. Are there vents? There's, There's got to be vents, because I was hoping to see, like, get through the vent area just to check out what he's barricaded it himself with, or is it just barricades of, like, data, like firewalls? That's two separate questions. So, like, out of character, normally, like, airlocks are bulkheads as well, and then any important area to a ship is usually closed off with a bulkhead that can be locked because they're yeah. super hard to get through. And ships don't usually just have stuff lying around that you can use to barricade a ship with because if it ends up in combat and it's not bolted down, it flies around and becomes a deadly thing. Question before I do my data gen roll. One of my items is a computer. Does that assist with my... What does the computer do? It just has a description on stuff I can do with it. Yeah, it means you can do that type of stuff. Okay. Generally speaking, it allows you to hack and do kind of data gen stuff with it. Okay. I will say that in the description, it says a calm user will be assisted by the computer 
with whatever she needs, but stress can make it more difficult. Am I stressed where I get the minus two or does the computer? Not yet. No. Okay. So I can just do a normal data gen roll or do I have to do the minus two to it? No, minus two is the difficulty. So it's yes. Okay. Yeah. Hold up. I got this as well. And I hand Evan my uh, security tablet. The security tablet is a code breaker and an electronic lock pick. It counteracts electronic and sensor based traps. Without the tablet, all of the above is difficult to handle. Negative two to tech. Will that assist in kind of negating that negative two then? Yeah, I'll say it does. Yeah, that definitely works that way. Okay. So I just rolled the modifier to zero then. Yep. And that is a critical success. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. So you start hacking into this door and kind of you hear the pressure release and you kind of slowly hear this door kind of screech open, maybe like a couple bad welds pop as it fully opens. And Standing in front of you is a very distressed looking man who is not at all happy to see you right now. I rush him. All right. Just out of curiosity, before we continue the actions here, since one of my general talents is third eye, am I able to basically, is there some sort of possible ambush happening right now in this sense? Or is it? What's the exact talent read? The talent reads, you have the ability to sense an ambush. And once per session, you can avoid the effects of being surprised. The talent also gives you a constant plus two to observation when trying to detect a sneak attack or an ambush. All right, so you want to use it now to detect an ambush? Yes, I do. All right. So as the door pops open, you kind of do the quick scan. You kind of tap into your third eye and you see that indeed Atlaard is there by himself. And the only other thing in the room with him appears to be a exo shell. Exoshells can be remotely piloted, but it's just him and the shell. Okay. All right, so Ruth, though, you're rushing him? I'm rushing him, and I'm tackling him to the ground. All right, give me a melee combat. That is a failure in that melee combat role, but I will be praying to the gods, or praying to the icons, the dancer. All right. And that is an absolute failure. (laughs) (laughs) With that, Father Fumble is the dancer. (laughs) All right, so not only do you fail to make contact with It'll be kind of like managed to hop, skip back out of the doorway, further dodge your advances type of thing. He looks at you and just kind of outraged goes, you've doomed us all. You could have just left. How are we doing ourselves by opening this door? Are you the host? Are you the host of the gin? He shakes his head. No, he's kind of looks at you. He's like, you understand the captain. He's gone crazy. Uh, It's you should have just left. There's nothing for you here. Why are you doing this? I tried to get you to leave. You've opened the door now that it can get in. What's so special about the machine halls that you needed the door closed? Kind of gestures behind him. The engines are here. You can't close the other doors or like there's no other further. It was it in the service central. Do you know where it is? Like, are are we going to just have the captain just magically appear here right now? It was confused. She's like, I had it barricaded it. You couldn't get in. I've disabled the controls, the power off to the bridge is up, and now the door is open, and it, it wasn't smart enough to get in. So you three showed up and popped open the door, and how it can get in? Ah, oh, shit, now it can get in. Look, we have been sent by Mr. Cambori to help resolve this situation. So either this ship is going into the eye after we can't deal with the gin, or we deal with the gin and the ship is saved. Crab looks you distressed. Let it go into the eye. If you insist on saving someone, I can go in on your ship. You can't even change the course of the ship from back here. I'm just like a gesture. Is that kind of something vague behind him? I've disabled the controls. The ship is going to crash unless you are fool enough to reactivate the bridge. 
walk all the way up there and turn this. Just let it crash. We'll leave. I'll say you did all you could, and we'll lie. But we all get to leave then. We all get to leave alive. Yeah, that's not going to get us paid. He looks at you very distressed. He's like, it doesn't matter if you're dead. You don't get it. Most of the crew is gone, and it's not alone. What, what do you mean it's not alone? There's a second gen? Capshakes has said, no, 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 no. There's, I'm not sure what you'd call them, but there's the djinn and three other things. They look human, but they're most definitely not. Well, what are they? I don't know. No, 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 no. Wait, this, this is striking slightly familiar because that little fairy tale that Kambori had was talking about changelings or maybe something of the like. Because when the princess had came back, the king was super happy, but she wasn't acting like herself. You guys remember that part? I just remember that people go mad in space all the time. Oh my God. How in the world is the most superstitious person in our crew not getting with it, with the, with the supernatural elements that are happening right now? I'm just trying to make you all feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm.